welcome to episode four of our Hosanna Houston podcast. Today, we're going to talk about part four of the I Am series from Pastor Edwin, and it's the pursuit of holiness. And with the pursuit of holiness, that kind of comes with this extra way of having to address sin and hell. And is it possible to live a life that is holy in the eyes of God? So Pastor Edwin, thank you so much again for joining us. Hey, Keith. Well, yeah, week four. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right. So... Um, I know that the main heart behind this sermon and this message that you delivered is to kind of recognize our sinful human nature, yet also the grace and the redemption that God brings to us and, and kind of the hope that, that drives that. So um, with that, we do have to address sin and we do have to address, you know, the reality of hell and so on. So I want to start there, but I also don't want people to realize, you know, this is not like a eh, wrath of God kind of thing. This is right. a very, very hopeful, uplifting, and encouraging thing. But we do have to take care of some tough stuff first. Yeah, so uh, th that's the idea, right? So that we can talk about pursuit of holiness. We need to talk about how bad our situation is, right, right as human beings, and how amazing God is, and how powerful, and how good He is, and how merciful He is. So... Uh, in that message, we started. Well, I started with a question that says, "You know, has there ever been a time in your life that you have been convicted by God's Holy Spirit through His Word that you are a sinner?" Right? I don't know if if any of us are walking truly, you know, on our daily lives, thinking, "Man, I'm a sinner," right. <laughs> you know. And so the point of this is, we do need to realize, though, for me to really have a life that is pursuing holiness, that I am a sinner that I need Jesus, that I need God, right? And I need the Holy Spirit to intervene in everything. So this is why we want to point out, you know, the issues that we may have, uh, the sinful nature that, that that is within us even, even now, that if we are not careful, it will drag us down and pull us away from God, right? So, and why the importance of a life that is pursuing holiness. Right, right. So um, first we have to kind of, understand sin from a biblical sense and not so much, um, you know, the breaking of God's laws, but it's very much a, like a, like a character thing, like the way that we think and the way that, that we feel, uh, for instance, uh, you know, something like, well, I've never murdered anybody, you know, well, Jesus said, if you have any hate towards your brother or your sister, or if you have any anger in your heart towards anyone, then, yeah, you've kind of committed murder already. Well, he, you have. That's yeah. what he said. He said <laughs> you kind of, he, you, you have, have committed right. murder, right? And so, you know, Jesus comes and, you know, uh, to fulfill the law. That's what the Bible says. He mm -hmm. comes to fulfill the law, right? And that means that every commandment that Moses received from God needed to be fulfilled because we were horrible at it, right? Right. And so we needed Jesus. Jesus needed to step in, and he did, and he pays the ultimate price for that. And now we are under this grace period of time, right? And so the idea that people have is that, oh, it was tougher during, during the law, right? But what in reality is that grace demands more of us yeah. for exactly what you just said. Jesus says that if you only just have it in your heart that you hate your brother, it's as you have already, as if you have already committed murder, right? Mm -hmm. So the stakes are higher, right? The responsibility is higher. And so to be a child of God means that I am aware 
of how fragile my state is and how much I need to be aware of of what God has called me to live and how he's called me to live this life out, right? Right, right. And to to any of the people who think, well, I'm still not as bad as fill in the blank, let's take a look at James 2, 10. It says, for the person who keeps all of the laws except one is as guilty as a person who has broken all of God's laws. Now, if any of us die in our sins without Christ, we will go to a horrific real place called hell. So this is where we have to talk about hell, which is everyone's favorite subject. Um, so hell, right, is often talked about as just an eternal separation from God. There's no wrath or torture or any of those things. So let's let's hear what your thoughts on it, but also kind of some scriptural references um, about a very real picture of what hell is. Right. So the the picture that we cannot paint to people is a soft picture of hell. Exactly what you said. There is an idea that we will tell somebody, look, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you're going to be eternally separated from God, right? I think that's throwing a softball at the problem, you know, hell is real. Mm-hmm. Right? Just like heaven is real. Jesus talked about hell. He talked about heaven. And the idea that you tell somebody, if you don't have Jesus in your heart, you're going to be eternally separated from him, that that's going to make a difference in someone's life, it's it's a lie. People don't care right. about being separated from God because they're already separated from God. They don't know God, right? And so the reason people sin, the pr- reason any of us sin, is because we don't have a real, true understanding of what the gospel is, right, or what the Word of God is, right? And so we are in that constant pursuit of, you know, the truth of God and and. and to paint a light picture of hell is to it's an injustice to people mm. because we're we're not doing them any favors. Right. Right. And right. and not to talk about hell, it's 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 really anti-biblical. Like we need to we need to reference these things and allow uh people to come to an understanding of a life without Christ means a life in an eternal hell. Mm. Right. And that's real. And it's not popular to say these things today, I guess. Right. But it's real. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, a lot of the reason why people are afraid to address and kind of talk about the subject of hell um, is that the, the harsh reality factor of it. But there's also this idea that kind of people carry with them that well, if we talk about hell too much, then this just becomes uh, motivated by fear. Our gospel is fear-motivated, and, and it's the exact opposite because the reality of hell is what makes the cross of Jesus Christ so beautiful yeah. because there's this thing that we deserve God's wrath, and yet he made a way for us to um, kind of escape that hell, so to speak. Yeah, so the the cross of Jesus is beautiful in the sense that all of us deserve the wrath of God because of our sinful nature, right? And it's as if 
God is saying, I am going to make a way, and that's exactly what he did. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make a way so that what you deserve does not fall on you, right? And the, to understand that as a Christian, it's uh, to open up, I guess I could say, you know, just a way of life from this point on. When that mm -hmm. is clear in our life, I I don't fear so much, oh, I'm going to go to hell, right. but it's a real place. Mm -hmm. But I am thankful that God has made a way, and so it drives me to pursue a life that is truly in search of holiness, right? Because, you know, the Bible says that, you know, be holy because I am holy, right? right. And right. so it's saying, th that understanding is saying, I don't fear hell for what it is, even though it's real. Right. I fear that in my, what can I say? In my understanding of this truth, I'm going to neglect what that means. And what that means is mm. that God has been so good even though I deserve his wrath, right. that he gives me the best that he has, which is Jesus on the cross. He dies, and on the third, third day he uh, is risen, right? And mm -hmm. now I have this hope, eternal hope, that if I trust in him, put my faith in him, and then uh, turn from my sins and repent and live a life of, of repentance, that I have an eternal security in him, right? Right, right. Which leads me to Galatians 2.16. Yet... We know that a person is made right with God by faith in Jesus Christ, not by obeying the law. And we have believed in Christ Jesus so that we may be made right with God because of our faith in Christ, not because we have obeyed the law. For no one will ever be made right with God by obeying the law. And I think that right there addresses the idea that this is not some fearful legalistic lifestyle yeah. that we're living because it says we're not even going to, first of all, the law is impossible to fulfill yeah. within our own efforts. Yeah. So, you know, that's gone. And even if we somehow managed to obey all of the laws, it says we are not made right with God by obeying the law. And that's what makes the gift of Jesus so amazing. And it calls us to repentance. So, Let's do that. Let's unpack that. What is repentance? Right. So repentance means that you're experiencing a change of mind daily, mm -hmm. right? And so it leads for you to live a life that is in search of holiness that leads you to honor God in the way you do things, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not a one-time event. It's not like, oh, I came to Jesus. I prayed a prayer because somebody asked me to come forward. Mm -hmm. And in two minutes, I'm saved and I'm Repented. Right. <laughs> it's right. it's not that. It doesn't work that way. It's a continuing of a lifestyle that is searching out holiness through repentance to understand through the 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 thinking of I understand how bad I can be without Christ. Therefore I lay my life before him so that he can clean me and cleanse me by the blood of Jesus, right? So th there's this there's this process that we, the moment we, this this is, our eyes are open to this truth, right? Mm -hmm. That moment signifies that from that point on, I live a life of repentance, right? And that is a life that eventually will bear good fruits, right? And that is the true uh, 
child of God. That is the one that bears good fruit. And so we are, we're, we, we bring, there's evidence behind that transformation of mind and heart and, and, and lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. You, you cannot call yourself a Christian and a child of God and still love the things that God hates. Right. That makes no sense. Right. You, you're lying to yourself or somebody lied to you, right? It, if you live a life that goes against everything that God says, there is no way that because you prayed a two-minute prayer 25 years ago, you call yourself a Christian. That's You're wrong. I'm sorry. That's, uh, right. that's not biblical, right? right? I think because you know, if we say the Spirit of God is within us and we do something that goes against His will and His Spirit, like there has to be a conviction that comes with that. Um, and that actually gets talked about in 2 Corinthians uh, 7, 10. It says, for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience, you have that part underlined in your notes here, for the kind of sorrow that God wants us to experience leads us away from sin and results in salvation. There's no regret for that kind of sorrow, but worldly sorrow, which lacks repentance, results in spiritual death. So that kind of sorrow that conviction in our hearts is actually the thing that kind of helps us turn back to God and, and constantly repent on a, on a daily basis there. Yeah. So, I mean, the verse is clear. And I, and I know that people say, oh, man, God wants me to be feel sorry or, or, or have this, you know, dull feeling or something. The answer is yes. He wants you to feel <laughs> horrible about what you have done, right? Mm-hmm. Because the psalmist David said, you know, I've sinned against you and only you, God, right? So right. that it's an understanding of I have sinned against God. And if you don't have that clear, then there is no way what it says for the kind of sorrow God wants us to experience leads us away from sin, right? So if you don't feel bad for what you do against God, you will do it again and you will continue to live that way, right? So you have to have this sorrow, deep sorrow that will lead you and assess to repentance and it leads you to a result in salvation, right? That's true repentance. That is what saves us, right? The faith that Christ did it all for us. And then a deep sorrow understanding that I need Jesus and I need to ask for forgiveness, right? If you don't have that in your heart, you might not be a Christian, Right. If you don't have this deep sorrow of I'm sorry, God, for sinning against you, then you might have a problem. Mm. So what that brings me to is if we are constantly needing to repent and uh, and turn to God, then the question that I want to ask is, can I live a life that is holy before the eyes of God? Yes. (laughs) Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll give you the verse. So the verse, <laughs> the verse, the verse says Ephesians chapter one. There's two verses. We'll read them both, right? Okay. So Ephesians chapter one, verse four and five says this. Even before he made the world, right? So this is God, Almighty God, sovereign God, says God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So there's the answer, right? Mm-hmm. So God chose us for what purpose? To be Holy in his eyes, right? And then verse 5 says, God decided in advance. Once again, it's God doing this. So 
I'm sorry to disappoint many people. It's not you. You are not good enough. Right. Like we are not good enough. I don't care if you went 1,700 times up to the altar to pray the prayer. It was God doing something, not you, right? right? Because we're we're not there. Like we don't have it in us, right? God mm-hmm. is the one that makes us and pushes us, right, to 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 conviction. And it says God decided in advance to adopt us into His own family and bring us uh, to Himself through Christ through Jesus Christ. This is what He wanted to do, and it gave Him great pleasure, right? So now, if you go jump to Second Timothy mm-hmm. chapter one. Verses 9 and 10, it says this, For God saved us and called us to live a holy life. So again, the answer is, it's possible through Christ, of course, right? We're going to live this life. We're going to slip. We're going to make mistakes. But a life of repentance is what shows that you are a true child of God. A life of repentance is what God has called us to live. So when he says, for God saved us and called us to live a holy life, and then it says, he did this not because we deserved it. Again, because he knew that we weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. It's because that's this is why Jesus had to come. I mean, if we would have been able to, then maybe Jesus didn't have to come, but... He knew, God knew beforehand that it was impossible, right? right. And so it says, uh, not because we deserved it, but because it that was his plan from the beginning of time to show us his grace through Jesus Christ, right? So now we are under this grace that through Jesus it is possible, right? Mm-hmm. Because he sees us not as we live, but as Jesus lived. So there's this substitution that happens, right? right. And Jesus comes before it. And now he is looking at us through the way Jesus lived this life. And that is the assurance that we have. That is the security that we can have. And this is why I live a life that is pursuing holiness. Not because I don't want to go to hell. Not because I don't want to go to hell. But because I want to obey him. I want to honor him. I want to live a life that is just in gratitude of what he's done, even when I don't deserve it. Mm -hmm. So that's good. So it is possible. Through Jesus Christ. Correct. And not through our own efforts. And I'm glad we kind of brought that up because that's where I want to kind of pause this conversation because next week we're going to talk about repentance Yep. and um, how it's not out of our own efforts and the difference between, you know, our efforts and God's grace and God's goodness. So I really look forward to having that conversation. Uh, Thanks again for sitting down and taking the time to to kind of uh, unpack your thoughts with us. And if you're watching and or listening right now, thank you so much for joining us. Also, uh, these are all available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We even put them on our social media accounts. So there's no reason not to watch. There's no reason not to listen. They're widely available for you, your friends, and your family. And we really hope to see you next time. Take care.